0: True Van Chronicles, science, you mean?
1: <laughs> science Chronicles. <laughs> the realm of science. Uh, and hysterical here saying. <laughs> yes, and that is it. It is the exact opposite. Okay, so we were
0: at a place, and okay, mm, Bob Smith. Okay. Okay, and we were at Keysmith's house with Ruby Dub and
1: Um... Nightshade. I Nightshade
0: think. and. So, Keysmith, rub a up and Nightshade, we were there because Keysmith was visiting his family, and da-da-da-da-da. And we talked about Trudevang Chronicles and how excited we were to play it, but we just didn't really have people to play with. And so they're like, why don't we play that? And we're like, it's complicated. And they're like, okay, <coughs> I like math. <laughs> so we brought over the books. Tanner went home and got them. And then we did math, because his character creation has math. Mm-hmm. And
1: if we ever do Trudevang as a strange campaign, that's probably going to be like the last one we do, because it's so complicated. Yeah.
0: And so we, uh, the, the core books came with a sample adventure, like an adventure booklet, and I tried to follow that, but I just couldn't. It didn't work well. And, and basically, science. the, the first session was getting to the forest, because character creation took a long time. Yeah. Second session,
1: the enchanted cliche forest of you can't get out. Well, it's <laughs> okay. got a few differences it's in the different,
0: but... Well, the book was just enchanted cliche forest you can't get out. But the way yeah. I have it set up, it does have specific reasons and plot significance, I'm which not he can't say because, because I'm of here, him.
1: and even if I weren't here, he still couldn't say because I would hear it while editing the yeah. episode. So, <coughs> <coughs> bye, Chloe. I'll miss you. <coughs> no, sorry about the cost, guys.
0: Okay, after the first session, I tried to get them to fight some rather small enemies, pigmen. They just walked around. <laughs> They just walked around, and said, like, you guys are advent- Okay. Uh, okay. Now I'm gonna- No, Paris, we're scientists. <laughs> I'm gonna- For this group, I have to force encounters. Now I know. And so they were walking through and find- I think like any other adventurer group, we would have gone in. <laughs> but they're like, you know, let's not. I like living. After that, they were walking around, and the river started flowing uphill, and there was a tunnel underneath the hill. The river was flowing up. And so they went in, and there was a statue. And I was trying to give them an item so I could throw, because beings of the mist, like wraiths and stuff, cannot be uh, harmed except with magic or magical weapons. So I was trying to get them a thing so that I could throw more enemies at them and have more variety. And then,
1: rub a licked the statue. Was that? I thought that was Keysmith. Huh? It, oh, right, that was Keysmith. And that was later. <laughs> oh, okay. So then, I- I, th- I thought that was when we were, like, that was the
0: dwarf statue with the sword, right? Oh yeah. No, that was the creepy monster statue in the Misty Plains. That's when Keysmith licked it. I don't know if i a Somebody likes the dwarf. Somebody likes the dwarf. Okay, so in this tunnel, it was like a sewer, and Key Smith was like his character's name is Gavin, and Gavin was Gavin Shabalaba Ding Dong, Shabalaba Ding Dong, and he is. We also
1: have a Broham Shabalaba Ding Dong.
0: Got Gavin Broham Wilhelm uh, Zardclaw the Magnificent. Yeah, and Zord Claw the Magnificent, and so Gavin filled in one end of the tunnel so that they could be safe, and. Then they found this dwarf statue with a broken sword, and they touched it, and it punched them. I, I think Vilheim is the one who yeah. touched it. And everyone's like, we should be careful, it's weirding me out, because it had a glowing stone in the pommel of its sword. And so Vilheim- those Vielheim, of you who don't
1: know, the pommel is the bottom.
0: Yeah, it's the little <laughs> round part at the end of the handle. And they're all being cautious, and Vilheim's like, I'm going to grab it. And so this dwarf punches him, her. And- It. <laughs> <laughs> the characters are hurt. Mm-hmm. So it punches her, and combat happens, and they, through the combat, they crack the stone in the pommel. And so these guys were, okay, first, they're like, instantly gonna sell this item, and it had not even occurred to me that they would ever let this thing go. This was of vital importance to the story and to getting them equipment. And they're like, okay, when we get back to town, we're going to sell this and we can split the profits. And there was this I'm, long discussion. I was,
1: I was not, <laughs> I, I wasn't trying to sell it. I just
0: want to make that clear. <laughs> there was a long discussion about how they were going to split the gold from It was from Gavin,
1: Brohem, and Wilhelm that wanted to. Yeah, and Bizarre Glad didn't care. Tia Rust was just outnumbered and just kind of like, I went, I went and took the sword. I was like, good sword, my sword. <laughs> and then the, they they started science on
0: their new glowstone because uh oh before that when they broke the statue and as a way of letting them know it was defeated i had a wisp kind of escape from the statue and leave and tanner's immediate reaction was i'm gonna catch it (laughs) so he pulls out a vial and he scoops it up because he got a really good roll and it's like okay (laughs) i'm okay with this (laughs) back to the back to the stone they noticed that the wisp and the stone both had similar properties they would glow brighter when it was colder the wisp appeared to like the presence and the light of that was coming off of the stone and get dimmer when it was warmer and so they smashed
1: it i wanted another spirit so <laughs> like i pulled out a chisel it. and i cut it in half <laughs> uh, and gms
0: don't do this but i was just Still inexperienced and kind of frustrated. I, like, hit my head on the table and said, you guys just destroyed a powerful (laughs) magical artifact. Uh, Yeah. You're not supposed to tell them when they screw up like that. (laughs) It's rude.
1: We've ended the world so many times. Almost. Almost. Almost ended. We've ruined lives at the very least.
0: (laughs) (coughs) After they broke the stone, they almost threw it away, and then Gavin's like, no, I like it. And he's a hoarder who licks statues, so he... Oh, it was the rock. He he was licking and like, I wanna eat the stone. Oh. It wasn't this dwarf, it was the pommel. Yeah. Okay. So that just stopped glowing and they had this useless rock. But yeah. And then they moving on. The next session they went forward and Gavin is the annoying bard character. <laughs> and Brohem is the moody thief rogue character who hates the annoying bard, but it's his brother, so he has to take care of him. And it's like,
1: bring shame upon the name of Shuffle up ba dong
0: So they're walking, and Gavin's like, I'm going to play a song. And he starts playing, and they get to a bridge, and it has this gigantic snake wrapped around it. And then, uh, but not, 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 they, the snake enjoyed the music, and but they stopped because everyone was like, holy crap, that <laughs> thing could squish us.
1: It could eat me whole. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Zardclaw and I.
0: And it talks with them, and it enjoys the music, and explains a few things, like the when you try to escape the forest, you just turn around without notice. stuff like that. Um, this was
1: the expedition This was the exposition coil. <laughs> expedition. Yes, the Ex- expedition coil. Exposition. Everyone hates you, exposition
0: grandma. <laughs> that is one of the most annoying things in a story, especially a video game.
1: The, <laughs> exposition the grandma who knows everything. She's
0: like, "Ugh, why do you exist? You're so annoying." The exposition grandpa is not better either. And they talk to the snake, and it likes the music, and it tells them stuff, and it tells them to come back and play more. And Gavin's just thrilled to have someone (laughs) who likes his songs. So they cross the bridge for no reason and continue following the river so that they don't get lost. And was this the part where you heard the singing?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. They hear singing. Uh, Not pretty singing, but kind of sadistic singing. Like, they didn't know what it was saying, but they could tell this thing would enjoy torturing Bubble, bubble,
1: toil and trouble? Fuck!
0: And they're walking by, and I tried to make it interesting, but I forgot to force them into the encounter. So they're just like, let's keep going, I don't like this. You stay away from songs in the forest, which is actually accurate. You don't go toward anything singing in the magical forest, ever. But I forgot to force them to investigate and go on an adventure.
1: You should have just had it,
0: had like the river turn.
1: <laughs> <coughs> I was relying on your curiosity and sense of adventure and it didn't work. Witches don't have good equipment, they don't have good materials. I can't carve out their eyeballs. Are it you kidding? The witch. <laughs> if it's a witch making a potion, your character is specifically looking oh, yeah. for
0: magical ingredients. That's true. But more concerned with staying alive. <laughs> so they didn't go towards the creepy song and I was like, oh crap, they need to know what this is. It's crucial for the plot. So I had the demon... Which, by the way, in Trudevang, demons are top tier. They are brutally difficult.
1: In D&D, they're like mid-game enemies, and then past that, you have other adventurers and deities. In Trudevang, the deities don't exist, so demons are ridiculous. They are top tier bad guys. So they see this, and they're all unique, too. Mm -hmm.
0: They see this demon jump across the very wide river, and learn that it's the one that was singing, and it was dripping this goop, like...
1: Dark, dark, green So I goop.
0: went and collected the goop. So he went and collected the goop, and he touched it. <laughs> it
1: no, I didn't touch it. He, he, okay, it was, Zardclaw. It was or, either Zardclaw or Gavin, whoever came with me to collect I think it.
0: Zardclaw touched it. Okay. And this poison is a contact poison that deals uh, several points in
1: both body, which is your health, and fear, which is a separate pool. It's basically your mental state. Yeah. So they, now- and if you get hurt so much in either one of those, then you start getting uh, minuses to rolls and stuff.
0: Yeah. And I forgot about the huffer shrooms you collected. Oh, right. He collected some huffer shroom spores. And I put them
1: in my tobacco can. Because that's the way to store huffer Shroom spores.
0: Mm-hmm. Huffer shrooms are mushrooms that release their spores, and then if you breathe them in, they grow inside of your throat and you suffocate. They had a 50% chance that the wind was going to be blowing in their direction. <laughs> yep. It was not, and they did not die.
1: Thank goodness.
0: <coughs> if they did breathe them in, I was going to make Tanner make a check, and then have if, everybody else died. If he succeeded, he would know that if they drank boiling water they'd be able to kill the spores. Which isn't actually in the rule book. <laughs> but uh
1: but it could have been like a total player player killing moment right there. Mm, party kill. okay uh,
0: then so you got the Huffer Shrooms, And then the demon. And then he got the demon ooze,
1: is what I've been calling it. That's and what Lady does.
0: He's yet to lick it, so that's a good thing. <laughs>
1: I'm not the one who licks things normally. I do with things sometimes. <laughs> You're going to sometimes. Probably.
0: After that, they continued onward. When, what happened next?
1: Was, um, was it right into the spider after that? Uh, after that, I think that's oh, when we started getting like that, that big breaks, Right, the nightmares. The nightmares
0: started happening. I think that was when we started having trouble scheduling. Yeah. So nightmares started to happen. And they were camping because Zardclaw and Tiev are really good at camping. and
1: We both just wander.
0: Yeah. They are the camping experts that have kept the party alive.
1: Well, because we built our characters around keeping the party alive.
0: Because no, all the other players built their characters around being in the cities before... And they knew they were going into a forest. <laughs> they knew beforehand that they were going to be in a forest, and they built it with silver tongue. Yeah. It's hilarious, and I've been trying to find ways for that to be used.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's worked too well so far.
0: <laughs> so, they... Okay. They... We're sleeping, and Gavin was on watch, and there was a light, and he had this nightmare where he was in a big crowd of people, and he started playing his flute because that's what he does when he doesn't know what to do. He just starts playing music, and and may start doing interpretive dance. (laughs) And he was playing music, and these people were cheering for him and all excited, and they kept getting closer and closer and steadily got more aggressive. And it went from yeah to yeah, basically. And they all grabbed him and held him down. And then Broham, his brother, his brother, Broham, Broham the bro, and he walked up, grabbed his flute, and shoved it into his chest. Uh, Gavin's not Broham's, <laughs> killing him with his own instrument by his brother's hand. So he woke up screaming, and everyone came out, and they're like, What happened? Why are you asleep, you dope? Because he's kind of a goofball. And they kind of assumed he fell asleep. So, uh, Broham's like, Go away, I'll, I'll watch. So Broham hears a twig snap, and then he falls into the ground. Past the ground, I thought it was
1: roaring winds for Gavin. Okay, or not Gavin. Broham.
0: Broham. I think he heard a twig snap, and then he turned, and then there were winds, I guess, and he was falling.
1: And Tia, yeah, my character, he was like peering underneath the flaps of his tent, watching the entire time that that Broham was having. Do you remember back. what I said? You saw he stood there, absolutely motionless. Yeah,
0: he was just standing there. Okay, and so Broham fell backwards through the ground into pitch black darkness, and he could hear a flute playing. Broham hates Gavin's flute (laughs) playing. And he could tell it was Gavin playing his flute. Gavin's a good flute player. Broham just doesn't
1: like Gavin. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And he could hear it. And then he he was falling and falling and he heard another flute. And he knew it was
1: Gavin playing. And
0: he was falling and falling and heard another flute. And then they started playing slightly off from each other. So it was piercing and horrible. Have you ever heard two instruments play that are slightly out of tune from each other? It's horrible. And so that was happening with three flutes. And then he falls in the water. And then.
1: And at some point I tackled him and started slapping his face to wake him up.
0: <laughs> and then he's in the water and he hears the flutes. And he, as he's drowning, he sees the three Gavins just looking at him playing. And as he drowns, he wakes up screaming. And he's like, and Gavin's like, I told you. And he's like, fine, fine, you were right. <coughs> yeah. And then they continued walking. And because they were just kind of going. And I've had a nightmare for Wilhelm planned out for three months, but we haven't gotten to do that because they haven't slept and we've had a long time between sessions.
1: Oh, man. So I'll be sure to get Wilhelm to <laughs> stand watch. Um, <laughs> and Tiep, does try to, Tiep tries to use Wilhelm as his test subject, so I'm pretty sure Tieb would just all for it. <laughs> Wilhelm, stand watch!
0: <laughs> so they continued walking and they got attacked by a giant spider. And it's a... Next to a giant corpse. Close to a giant corpse, not next yeah. to it you are still a valley away Yeah, And they saw this giant, basically a forest wood giant skeleton with armor and spines inside it, pierced, piercing it. Just a bunch of spines sticking out that were chucked into it. And uh, that it was stabbed. And there was a giant net spider that attacked them. And it, they ended up uh,
1: Gavin crushed it with dirt.
0: We were running out of time, so I didn't have the other parts of the encounter that I had planned, out, and okay. I made it a little easier so we could just finish. Because
1: this part was while I was in Japan, and I had places I needed to go. Yeah. So he was
0: babysitting and getting ready to go on a trip within his trip. Yeah. And so this spider attacks, and they are attacking, and Gavin uses his dirt magic to just crush it. But because of his minus two mental checks from the nightmare, I was still shaking. He was still kind of shaken up from. I gave him minuses to anything that requires thought. Broke him as well. And uh, because he wasn't focusing, he took the dirt from underneath the party and put it on top of the spider. So he killed the spider, but everyone fell into a hole.
1: Yep. <coughs> is that the hole that the
0: portal was in? Or yeah. Was, okay. That was. So they all climb out, and uh, the this is, then there was a new session. And Avery had a friend over, and he ducked out on us. And we're like, we are not waiting longer.
1: <laughs> okay. She's scratching. Yeah.
0: We are not waiting longer. Avery, we're gonna play. And so Avery, Zardclaw, just completely freezes. He's immobile. He doesn't even have a pulse. So I threw him into the water. Or into the mud. And in, <laughs> in the hole, there's this, it's starting to get darker and darker and expand out. And it's turning into what? oh, crap. Backing up, <laughs> after the demon, you went over to the little lake. The little pond. Oh, right! Totally forgot the about pond. that. I was specifically trying to remember to do that, but I forgot. And they found a... Another glowstone. This one's blue. Okay. They went into this field, and everything was still. It was as if the grass was pushing against their feet to remain in position. So they walk over to the pond, and it is... Uh, it, they're just messing around with it, doing science again. And they spend 20 minutes finding as many properties of, of this water
1: as they possibly and can. And now we have the water as a compass. Yeah. And the and lake is
0: our true north. They... They... they well, Magnetic no, it no, no. They got some water in a vial, and it seemed to be pulling back towards the pond. And they saw this blue stone and an altar. That looks kind of like a lamp that's been cut in half. I have actually decent drawing. Nice. And so Gavin, he just uses his dirt magic, which is pretty great, and lifts the altar up to him so he can just pick it up. (laughs) Who needs to swim? And uh, they just pick it up, and everything, they fall on the grass, and... The grass falls beneath their feet, and everything's fairly normal again.
1: Oh, so we do more science with the stone.
0: They, they do all the science they possibly can with the stone See and the See why water. we
1: call it Science Chronicles? <laughs>
0: <coughs> and then uh, they have this bottle of water that always pulls to that pond. And especially if it's closer to the blue stone. And the blue stone is stronger when it's on the altar. But weaker than when it was at the bottom of that lake. And then, slightly later...
1: Back to what we were talking about.
0: A little before. A little before the spider. They pulled out the glowstone and it was fixed. That was a little bit of plot armor, but if they break it again, it will stay broken. And it's just a learning thing. Slightly easier. I've been bending rules so we can keep playing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So the glowstone's back. If it breaks again, it's gone. But I do have a legitimate reason why it's back. I didn't just cop out. It fixed itself. There is a real reason.
1: (laughs) The theory that our that we have right that our characters have right now is that the blue stone fix, puts things back to their original state and keeps that from changing. So when we put the blue stone into the altar and the altar into the water and then put the glowstone pieces into the water with all that, it reverted the glowstone back to its original state. That's our working theory right now. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> so just so you're on the same page with us. So then, back to the hole that's turning
0: into mud. Uh. Okay. Who was it? Broham goes down and pulls his sword out and he pokes it and it kind of ripples and it goes in and he pulls it out and it's slightly darker than it was in the places where it went through and it's continuing to expand and they're all kind of looking in like what's going on and Broham climbs up and he's like I don't know and he pushes Gavin in (laughs) and so Gavin falls through and and then Wilhelm comes in and tackles
1: Broham in (laughs) and then Tia throws Zardclaw in the motionless Zardclaw (laughs) just because (laughs) who just like sits there in the middle of the he just throws
0: him in the puddle and like what the heck and jumps in and they all come out in a similar hole on the other side in
1: a realm that we now know as dim hold the spirit world maybe maybe yeah
0: they know it as them. yeah uh... and so they uh went through this and they can't get back in because of course they can't and they're in this plane just grass everywhere it's kind of pretty. Like mountains in the distance, but it's super unnerving because there's this blue mist that tastes purple. <laughs> and it's just everywhere. And so Tanner's like, I'm going to catch it. <laughs> so he also has this weird blue mist that tastes purple. That has an odd effect on their vitner craft, which is magic. So they're kind of walking around trying to figure out what to do. And Gavin, for lack of any other options, does his dirt magic which summons a monster, like an undead wraith sort of thing. (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) So they have this thing following them, and it's just pointing at Gavin, and it says unworthy in a creepy voice, and just walks toward him, and he's kind of running away, repeatedly.
1: (laughs) More like walking away cautiously. And they notice
0: notice that... uh,
1: I, I think he, to he uses it again. I think he uses yeah, magic he again
0: and summons another one because they don't know what the crap's going on. Trial and error, repeating actions to confirm.
1: Uh, uh The first time he magicked the portal, the second time he tried to magic not the portal, and the same thing happened. Yeah.
0: And so they noticed that when these monster lich things, Wraith, but- whatever what- it was, were close to the blue stone, they slowed down the closer they were. And so they just stabbed him a lot of times with the altar right next to him. And as they did, their blades got darker and darker and darker. And Wilhelm didn't do it a lot, but Gavin kind of went crazy with it and just stabbed over and over.
1: Oh, right. And by the way, this entire time, every time we've done science, we've also done science on the wispy thing that I got. Yes, yes. And the wispy thing doesn't like these zombie things. Like, it was actually afraid. And then we figured out that this wasn't some, like, magical construct, that this was a spirit. So while all this is happening, Chab is just off in a quarter sitting down talking to the wispy thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you can't be bothered with monsters right now. Well, I I can't <coughs> do anything to monsters. I've got a shield, a stone sword that I can't wield, and two combat points. <laughs> I have to roll a one or a two and there spend also, there
0: everything. Are, there are also grabby hands going at Vilheim. Vilheim and he's cutting them off. And so, Vilheim has a darkened sword. Gavin has a Black sword. And it's... Black. for those that don't know, is the darkest substance we... Well, Black too is, but... It's the darkest substance we've ever been able to make, and it absorbs over 99.9% of light.
1: It's, a, it's impossible to perceive depth in this stuff
0: without an insanely bright light. And so now he has a blade that appears to be two-dimensional. And so they kill the things with the blue stone altar and and the glowstone. They hated the glowstone. Yeah. It hurt them, and that's how you killed them, was you got slowed them down with the blue stone and the altar, and you put the glowstone right next to them, and they kind of burned to death.
1: And then we start, And that, and a that fire. set
0: the grass on fire but because of crazy weirdness probably involving the blue mist the fire is spreading very slowly. But it is a raging fire that is still going to this day. <laughs> and so they just kind of walk away like, we didn't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and they walk and walk and they only find one hill is the only point of interest they find. So they walk up to the hill and they find a stone, like a flat square stone and a statue. And this is A statue that looks humanoid-ish, but it's super elongated, and it has fingers that are super sharp. They're like spikes, and it kind of hunches over, and it's very tall, and looks lanky, but horrifying. And the spirit, little wispy thing, is very obviously trying to get to the statue. And they were deciding on if they should open up the bottle and let it go. While that's happening, Broheim is experimenting with his new Vantablade. <laughs> and he's touching it to the stone, the, the square stone. pedestal. Oh, the pedestal, oh, right, right. The, that's after, that's after. That's after. Right. He touches it to the pedestal and it starts to get dark and he jerks it up and it continues to spread and Gavin's like, no, 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 and puts the glowstone <laughs> next to it to purify it. And they're like, crap. <laughs> <coughs> and then they have the blue stone and the glowstone and they're like, what happens if we put it next to the Blade?" And so they get it as bright as they can right next to it and the Vanta Blade erupts into rainbow
1: fire because Broham had asked for a rainbow Specifically fire sword. for a, a rainbow, rainbow sword. sword, not a rainbow fire sword, the rainbow sword.
0: And they're like crack and put it out.
1: <laughs>
0: and then TM was kind of looking at the spirit, and it obviously wanted to go to the, the statue. The statue. And didn't you tell it? Like, <laughs> keep in mind, we've defeated you before, and it's like. Pfft.
1: <laughs> In an old broken down dwarf statue This is a giant monster beast Yeah I know but it was just like Sorry for the countless He did
0: apologize he's like we didn't know you were alive And then he's like he lets it go And it gets giant and absorbs some of the mist And goes into the statue And it starts moving and it's their buddy now
1: And I named it Sen after Sen From Spirited Away
0: And It made so
1: sense at the time but I don't remember what the reasoning behind it was
0: It's a spirit it's been away I don't know probably <coughs> Um <coughs> And so now they have this giant, lanky monster beast that follows them around and helps them out. And then he's my friend. (laughs) Oh, and when they were putting the sword on the stone, they heard rumbling. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And kind of a fissure in the earth happened. And they're like, crap, put it back, put it (laughs) back, put it back. And if they didn't, they would have died, by the way. (laughs) And so they find this hallway underground. There's a door they can go down and stairway. And there's very cool drawings on pillars and stuff. And they walk down the hall and find a doorway with a long black tunnel and a doorway on the other side where they can see the giant that they saw. Oh, and Tanner's the only one who remembered to grab Zardclaw. Oh, yeah. After they killed the monsters, they all started walking, and Tanner's like, I grabbed Zardclaw, and <laughs> everyone's like, Ah,
1: we almost left. Another. And then like, <coughs> what had happened was he started, <coughs> Paris had started like, okay, as you get to the hill, and I'm like, wait, before I leave, I grabbed Zardclaw. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. It was bad. It was awesome. So, and then we found little clover things that allow us to pass through different realms. So, at the
0: foot of this uh, doorway, they find these little, uh, they were brown, I think these ones were green. Yeah. They find little green clovers, and Tanner, his character, recognized them as Gate Bloom, which allows you to pass through things, th- they allow you to walk the boundary between Dimhold and Bang. And so, because they were in that state, they were not freezing to death in the Tunnel of Nothingness, because they kind of put their hand in and it hurt and they pulled it back. So they walk forward and manage to get out, and that was the end of the session that we could do.
1: And then we did Science on the Giants, and
0: then they did Science
1: on the Giant the next session. Like, I opened its stomach and started crawling around inside of it, I was the giant spelunking dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) The giant was my cave system and its organs were the tunnels.
0: And so Avery wakes up again, Zarda Claw's back. That was my improv, we don't have all our characters session, because Avery had a friend.
1: (laughs) You <laughs> say with such disgust. Friends are for nubs.
0: Well, friends are for when we don't have something scheduled for two months in advance. out, oh.
1: <laughs> But. And then, uh, we're like ten minutes over our part mark, um, just cause I didn't think it would take super long. I didn't think we would have a part three, so, uh, just gonna, like, rush through. Basically, yeah. you found the liquid that makes it that made, um, Gavin grow a cat tail, and. So that was weird. After we forced him to eat an apple that we dipped into the liquid, he I got like... You didn't
0: force him. No. No, he, he just, just ate it. He just eats things. He eat.
1: just eats things. I forgot to mention
0: that the statue that became Sen, uh, he, he lived, lived it.
1: it. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> it tasted so disgusting, he threw up. Um, and the, the the gas taste... The mist, they tried to breathe it in and taste it, and it tasted purple, and...
1: You said that one.
0: I, I did, but I didn't mention that
1: you actually tried to taste it. Yeah. Um, so, and then... Wilhelm fell asleep off to the side, and I tried to kick him. I missed, and then I ran he away laughing. i missed a sleeping
0: person. That's how good he <laughs> is at combat. Two
1: combat points. <laughs> <coughs> oh,
0: man. <coughs> so Basically, yeah. they found the blue liquid in the giant's organs that is super weird, and now they have a bunch of demon spines that they can use as weapons. They're, oh, right. We also found a resin, a demon resin thing. Right. There was this lump of uh, resin, and these are forest giants that bleed sap. And there's this red resin from it that's kind of a clump-like. Almost this... Uh, it's the size that you can barely fit it in your hand. Well, yeah. Ish. <laughs> About the size of a hand. Ish. And they're working out how they're supposed to use it, and I keep wanting them to find out
1: my- figure out my intended purpose, but I'm not gonna tell them, because that's lame. Currently, our plan for it is to use it to reforge the rest of my sword. The stone sword that I stole from Sen. <laughs> <laughs> oh!
0: And, uh, Broham threw the Vantablade at Gavin, because <laughs> Gavin asked to see it, and he said AT Gavin. So he threw it... At Gavin. He meant to, but he said at. And Gavin almost died. And I was too busy spelunking
1: to heal him for like 10 minutes.
0: And then Sen gave Broheim a death glare <laughs> He pointed at it and made it clear if that ever happened again, Broheim was dead. <laughs> and then, was it Gavin or broham that corrupted the glowstone?
1: Uh, I think it was Gavin. They touched the Vant. They just won't stop making things evil. They know what's going to happen, but they touched the glowstone with the vanta
0: Blade and it started turning red. <laughs>
1: And and evil. Hence,
0: they almost <coughs> destroyed the world several times. They put it next to the blue stone in its altar and managed to get it back before it killed them. But,
1: <laughs> before it summoned every demon in the world, and then they put it in the ground. <laughs> Again, I was spelunking in the giant while this was happening, and <coughs> I specifically told them, I heard, I before I went down to the giant. I heard Gavin ask Broham for the sword and Tib poke your head out of the giant and I said don't make anything evil and then I started going back in and I whenever I needed to say something I would just cut a hole in the giant and pop, pop out of that one it was
0: kind of decayed at this point yeah
1: Tib is kind of callous as well um yeah. like he he's kind of jokey around the party crew because of their
0: friends at this point they've we've decided that they've been traveling around a while they know each other they're buddies they know they can stand by each other in a
1: fight Tieb is um, his backstory is like he's the outcast, he's the uh sacrilegious person, the blasphemer, the I can't dwarves? remember what it's called.
0: But dwarves intrude van heretic. That's what they I mean. uh they believe every stone has a purpose and they won't touch the stone until one of their priests, essentially, reveals its destiny. And so there can be a giant city with a big block of rock just sitting out protruding from a random house because no one has revealed its destiny. Mm-hmm. And Tiab's like,
1: screw that. And there are, like, character reasons, and since we'll probably never um, put that one onto YouTube, I'll just say what it is, but he, his thought process is that if you only do what the stones want, they'll never become something greater. Uh, it's
0: also, from what you explained, that uh, rather than the destiny of the art object, it is up to the craftsman to make something.
1: Yeah. So it's a mix of... It's the craftsman choi- craftsman's choice, not the stone's. And if you only listen to the stone, what the stone wants, then you're never going to progress. It can only, because his view on it is, the stone will only want something it's seen before. So you'll never make progress. You'll only repeat the past. So that that's kind of where he's going with it. But okay, so we are 20 minutes over. We okay. definitely could have had a part three. Sorry about that, guys. Um, So social media. Facebook, Sample, Patreon. Go check out our site, and, uh, boxedown.net and gamespaz.com. Um, and, yeah, I think that's everything. Remember,
0: listen to the Preffle Turkey, and don't suck.